Changing Lanes, the official podcast of BMW. Hello and welcome to this episode of Changing Lanes, the official podcast of BMW. My name is Sarah. And my name is Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. I have a question for you. Yeah, sure thing. So what do you think is the most underrated part of any car? Mm, underrated part of a car? Um, the antenna? I mean, otherwise, you know, you can't listen to the radio. No, that's not what I'm going for. Think less fun and more safety and performance. Okay, um, safety, performance. Uh, well, y- uh, you know, you got to use your blinkers, and sometimes people forget to use their blinkers, so maybe the blinkers. But unlike some, you know, every BMW does come standard with those. But no, I'm getting off track, true, aren't I? True, <laughs> true. But there's something that's even more critical, something so important for our safety and also for the performance of a car. If you ask me, the most underrated part of any car is the tires. Yeah, duh, of course. You kind of need those, don't you? Yep. And here's a fun fact, Jonathan. So the surface contact of all four tires combined is about the size of a piece of letter paper. So that's not very big, really. And yet this contact with the road is where everything happens. Accelerating, braking, directional control. So this is why you should take your tires seriously. Now, the question is, do you change the tires or not change your tires? And in today's podcast, we want to talk about why you really should switch to winter tires when it gets cold. And we also have answers to other questions about your wheels and tires. Awesome. So let's dive on in and let's all become wheels and tires pros. Okay, so let's start with the first question, which is, do you really need winter tires? Um, Or why not just drive with your winter tires in summer? Mm -hmm. I mean, I get it. A lot of people probably think they can save money and not have to pay for two sets of tires. But the truth is that if you do that, you're putting your safety and the safety of your passengers and other drivers at risk. Tires are a major factor in how safe your car is to drive. Jonathan, can you explain first maybe the difference between summer tires and winter tires? Yeah, most definitely. And they're so important. you got to change them. So here's the lowdown on it. The rubber compounds for summer tires, they're totally different than on winter tires. For example, the amount of rubber that's used in winter tires, now that rubber that's used, it helps the tires stay soft and flexible so it can grip the road when it's cold outside. And if you drive on winter tires in the summer, then your your tires will be too soft, which means that they'll wear faster. It's going to reduce fuel efficiency. And also, it's a safety issue. You're going to need a greater distance for braking. That's not good. The reason for this is because winter tires... Those winter tires are more pliable at higher temperatures, so they wear more quickly on hard, dry asphalt. Let's switch on over to summer tires. The rubber compound used in summer tires is considered harder than it is in winter tires. Those summer tires can really handle the heat of summer. And if you drive in the winter with summer tires, stopping distances, they're going to be longer. And it's going to be harder to drive in a straight line because those tires they're not soft enough to grip the road. 
And if you're even to get going at all, that is. So it's really a safety precaution. Also, um, the tire tread is a big differentiator. So summer tires have large contact patches, which give the car a better grip on the road. And compared to winter tires, the tread pattern on summer tires has fewer grooves and also what's called sipes. Sipes are those thin slits that cut across the rubber. But in summer tires, the grooves are bigger so they can move large quantities of water away to the sides, maximizing the contact with the road in order to avoid hydroplaning. And that's something we'll go into later in the episode. Winter tires, on the other hand, have a lot of grooves, which are also deeper than those in summer tires. And it's these grooves that allow winter tires to keep their traction on snow and ice. So remember, tires are not just there to keep you moving forward. The right types of tires, whether they're winter or summer tires, they're also there to keep you safe. Most definitely. All right. So the rubber compound and the tire tread literally makes all the difference, right? Once we get that under our belts, let's move on over to the next question. When should I change my tires? A really good question that we should recommend and talk about. Yes. Well, according to experts, winter tires are just for winter. <laughs> okay. Duh. I mean, duh. <laughs> yeah. I know it sounds obvious, but the deeper question is when exactly should you change your tires? Like at what point during the year? And the rule of thumb is that below 50 degrees Fahrenheit or about 7 to 10 degrees Celsius is when winter tires do best on the road. And above that is when summer tires do best. Exactly. And, you know, whether the use of winter tires is obligatory depends on which country that you live in, right? So the U.S. and most of Canada, they don't have any tire laws requiring winter tires because it's so cold, right? But the Canadian pr province of Quebec does. So be sure to be upfront and really know which area that you're driving in and if you plan to drive there in winter. All right, let's move on to the third question, which is when is it time to buy brand new car tires? This is a great question. So, you know, in general, you should get new tires when your tread is worn down. So how do you know if your tread is worn down and if it's the right limit? Well, the legal limit for tread depth is 1.6 millimeters, but experts do recommend four millimeters for winter tires and three millimeters for summer tires. So you don't want to be going lower than that and get to the legal limit and then, oh my goodness, right? It's just, it's just a nightmare and a headache. But a lot of people wonder, how do you know if you have enough tread or not? I mean, we're talking about millimeters here. Yes. Well, there's a very kind of fun trick um, for checking if you live in the United States, and that's to use the penny test. Um, so what you do is you take a U.S. penny uh, and you stick it into your tire's tread groove with Lincoln's head upside down facing you. And you should check several grooves in your tire, but especially those on the outside where the tread wears the fastest. And if you can see all of Lincoln's head, you have less than 1.6 millimeters remaining, and that means it's time to replace your tires. Ah, all right. So the phrase, see a penny, pick it up all day long, you'll have good luck, kind of works here too? 
Yes, and good luck not just in your life, but with your tires. So, um, But for our listeners in Europe, there's a similar trick. But you just use, instead of a penny, you use a two-euro coin, and you stick that up in the into the tread groove of your winter tires. And if you can't see the silver edge, that means your tires are still good. All right. And for anyone else from different regions or parts of the world, what currency do you use? What's your trick on testing your tires or anything at all? We would love to hear from you. So send us an email at changinglanes at bmw.com. And who knows, your question or your tip and trick could be featured in an upcoming podcast. Yeah, I'd love to hear from listeners uh, what other currencies they can use to check their tires. That'd be really, really interesting to find out. Okay, well... Jonathan, it's important also to mention that a lot of drivers may not realize that their tires age even if they're not being used. So Mm. things like ultraviolet rays or humidity or temperature, all of those things actually degrade the material of the tires. So this is why you should actually buy new tires every eight years or so even if the tires do still have plenty of tread left. Um, One way to remember this is just to put a reminder in your electronic calendar that repeats every eight years. I mean, it does sound a bit strange, but it does work. And I use it too as well. So uh, but once you get your tires changed um, and you've driven about 50 miles or about 100, 120 kilometers, you should also just do a little bit of a check and just retighten the lug nuts on the wheel rims. Now, I know you're wondering, like, but I just got them changed by a professional. What do you mean? Well, this is just a precautionary measure. But under certain circumstances, it is possible for the nuts to loosen up a bit during daily use. So it's actually quite easy for you to do yourself. And you know that you're safe on the roads. All right. So, Sarah, I'm going to hand this next on over to you. What are the different types of tires that are out there? Okay, so that's also an interesting question. There are lots of different types of tires, uh, depending on the type of car that you're actually putting them on. And also the weather is a factor. So why don't we start with that part first? If you live in the South, where warm winters are common and you don't get too much snow, then Using all-weather tires year-round will likely be perfectly fine. All-weather tires, they're also called all-season tires, are sort of between summer tires and winter tires. So basically, all-weather tires are, in fact, winter tires that have been given some aspects of summer tires. And in that way, they're always kind of a compromise between the two. Now, Let's take a look at all the different types of car tires. Yes, so we'll start with what's called low rolling resistance tires. Now, this type of tire reduces resistance, so you save on gas or electricity, and the rubber compound that's used is not the same as the kind that's used for regular tires. So the tread is smoother and that makes these tires have less grip and also offer less comfort than comparable tires. Then we have um, M and S, which stands for mud and snow. And that's often found on all weather tires. There's off-road tires. Um, Those have a lot more rubber and it makes them a lot better on unpaved surfaces. 
Um, but obviously, of course, this means that they don't perform as well on paved surfaces. Then there are what's called run-flat tires. Those let you keep on driving even after your tire has been punctured. Can you imagine that? Um, but That's it's, crazy. It is, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's only up to about 50 miles um, or 100, 120 kilometers at a maximum speed of 50 miles an hour or um, 100, 120 kilometers an hour. And those should really only be installed on cars that have a tire pressure monitoring system and are also approved for this type of tire because mm. otherwise you may not even notice that you have a flat. <laughs> yeah. Um, then there's uh, something called racing slicks and those mm. have very little to no tread pattern. And this is to make sure that as much of the tire as possible is hitting the ground. And, well, obviously these are not meant uh, at all for use in the rain. Um, under ideal track conditions, they provide optimum traction. But, Jonathan, these tires are for racing. They're not generally approved for street use. <laughs> then there are um, dot R compound tires. And those are basically racing tires that have been created to comply with dot requirements. They do have grooves, but they're nothing like production tires. And although our compounds are street legal, they're actually terrible for driving on wet road pavement. Ooh, ouch. Yes. And now, finally, studded snow tires are winter tires with metal studs that chip into the ice to create traction. They're actually not permitted in some states in the U U.S., so you should check if you're planning to drive to other states in the winter. Lots of different tires out there and lots of different tires to consider when deciding which, with which ones to go with. And, you know, your BMW technician will be most definitely helpful when you're making the right decision and guide you in the right direction. But, um, you know, Sarah, a tire without air is as useless as a car without its keys, right? Yeah, certainly. And that <laughs> brings us to the next question, which is, what should my tire pressure be? Yeah, that's a good trick to have. And I do that as well. I mean, how can you remember what you're going to do in the next eight years? I don't know what I'm going to do in the next eight minutes. But um, another thing to think about is that each time that you change the wheels or your tires and you've driven about 50 miles or about 100 to 120 kilometers, you should retighten the lug nuts on the wheel rims. And this is something that's important to do. But you're probably wondering, but why? I just got my wheels changed by a professional. You know, what's the point? But, you know, this is purely just a precautionary measure. Because under certain circumstances, it's possible for the nuts to loosen up a bit during daily use. And I would hate for that to happen to your new tires and everything. And it's quite easy to do yourself. So it's a pretty useful tip and trick about your tires and the lug nuts. But let's talk about something useless. For example, a tire without air. That's useless. It's <laughs> as useless as a car without its keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... Amazingly, Jonathan, you brought us to the next topic, which is tire pressure. So how much air should be in uh, our tires? Exactly. Well, you know, the correct air pressure, that's all determined by car manufacturers and tire makers. So the pros, the experts. Now, you can, you know, reach out to a tire pressure chart and can consult one. And it's, they're usually located in the car's door jab or sometimes in the trunk. 
but it's always in your owner's manual. And I know, where do you put your owner's manual along with the washing machine owner's manual and the ironing owner's manual and all that stuff, but it's all in there. So you can find the right tire pressure for your tires. Now, tire pressure depends on the type of vehicle you have, the type of tire, and the load. Those three things are important to remember. You should check your tire pressure regularly, I mean, especially before you take any long trips. I would hate for you to get a, a flat tire on the road. And uh, you don't want to, your tires to be the ones that don't help you make good time during a road trip. I mean, I'm a big fan of getting there on time, if not earlier. Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to question number six, which is, what are directional tread patterns? Sarah, take it away. Okay, well, we already mentioned tread uh, a bit earlier, um, but certain car tires have what's called a directional tread pattern, and that is what channels water away and increases stability. These tires have arrows on them pointing in the direction that the tire needs to be mounted. When you change your tires, you have to make sure that they're all mounted in the right direction. If they're mounted incorrectly, well, that'll result in a much noisier ride and also they'll mm. wear out a lot faster. And that's not what we want, of course. No, not at all. Um, but uh, Sarah, quick question that the podcast listeners are probably thinking about. If we're changing our tires approximately every six months or so, we need to store the other tires somewhere, don't we? I mean, what's the correct way to store tires that you're not using? Yes, this is actually really important. Um, so after changing the entire tire, so that includes the tire with the rim, now that should be stored horizontally and on top of one another. And uh, tires without the rim should be stored standing up and should be turned from time to time. And for both options, the same conditions should be observed, right? So it has to be a place that's dry, cool, and if possible, also dark. The way you store your tires affects actually the whole lifespan of the rubber compound that the tires are made out of. It's oh, good to know. I hope our podcast listeners were taking notes. Yes. And for the listeners out there who may be wondering about tire balancing, um, we can tackle that topic um, next Jonathan, what does tire balancing actually mean? All right, so tire balancing. Are the tires doing a trapeze act in the circus and have to learn how to balance on a wire? <laughs> no. There's a thing called tire balancing, so let's dive into it. The question is, how do you know if your tires are unbalanced or not? Well, one obvious sign, I think we've all had this happen to ourselves before, is that when your steering wheel, it starts to vibrate, like, and you're still driving in a straight line, but your steering wheel is, is vibrating a little bit. Bring your car to the shop, and a car repair shop uh, should have the right tools to check the balance of your tires and adjust them. And to rebalance the actual tire, they put weights they're applied to planes on the tire rim inside and out so you can drive smoothly without that vibrating steering wheel. So that's tire balancing. So we got that out of the way, and now we can focus on the big question. Last but not least, it has everything to do with our safety on the road when it's raining. The question is, what is hydroplaning? <laughs> yeah, this is a really important to talk about. Um, I think we've all learned about it when we were in driving school. Mm. Um, it's something that even, you know, 
a lot of people worry about uh, when they're driving in the rain. And what hydroplaning is, is when there are large amounts of water on the road that the tires are just not able to displace. So what happens is that water is pushed under the tire and creates a thin film that actually separates the tire from the surface of the road, and that causes the tire to lose traction. And what happens is then you can't steer, you can't brake, um, and that can be a very, very dangerous situation. So Jonathan, tires are, they're more likely to hydroplane uh, if they're the ones that are especially wide because, I mean, it makes sense. The very wide tires will have more water to push away. Totally. Or um, tires that are really worn out, so they have a worn tread, are also more likely to hydroplane. Mm. Because when there's just a little bit of tread left, those grooves end up getting filled up with water, and then the tire can't displace that water. Mm -hmm. And also the same thing can happen if the pressure of the tires is also not right. And we've been building up to this tire pressure, tire balancing, the tread, everything. And it all comes down to hydroplaning, and it happens within a split of a second. So what should you do if you suddenly find yourself hydroplaning? Right. So this does get covered in driving school, but I think for a lot of us, I mean, it was very long ago. So do listen up, everyone, mm. for a quick recap of what to do if you suddenly find yourself hydroplaning. It's it, it may be against your instinct, but what you're actually supposed to do is take your foot off the gas, but also do not brake. What you should avoid doing is steering, and if your car is a standard, you should disengage the clutch. And then wait until you can sort of feel the tires reconnect with the surface of the road. And it sounds all counterintuitive, but this is actually the safest way to deal with a hydroplaning situation. Totally. it's It feels weird but it's actually right. I mean, I know for myself that, you know, when I drive in the rain, it's not always easy. And I sometimes do worry about hydroplaning. I'm really careful. Um, and if and when it does happen in that split second, I always have to remind myself, take my foot off the clutch, but don't touch the brake. It's, it's like that knee-jerk reaction. You want to hit the brakes, but I always have to remind myself, don't hit the brake. So staying focused and especially calm in that kind of situation is what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy to do in an emergency situation, but it could really make a huge difference and prevent you from getting into an even more dangerous situation. Exactly. And what also obviously helps is learning learning more about tires um, and being more aware of what's needed to uh, keep us going safely, no matter what the season is, whether exactly. you've got rain or snow or sunshine. Totally. And even changing them every six months can feel like a hassle. I get it. We all have busy lives. But seriously, it's a lifesaver. Yeah, I know. I'd rather invest, you know, one or two days a year to get my tires changed so I'm able to drive safely the whole year and, um, you know, versus risking it and possibly getting into an accident. I'm right there with you, Sarah. Yep. So there you have it, folks. The most underrated part of your car, your tires. 
We hope that you enjoyed our most frequently asked tire questions. And if you want to hear more tech stuff or have any other feedback or want to ask us questions, please feel free to contact us at changinglanes at bmw.com. We absolutely love hearing from you guys, from our podcast listeners, and you help us create even more podcasts that are catered to your specific needs. So write us an email. And that's it for this week's episode of Changing Lanes. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast for future episodes. And to dive deeper into all things BMW, do head over to BMW.com to learn more. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Sarah. And this has been Changing Lanes. Thanks for listening. 